Okay, just recently uh, I did a podcast where uh, it was announced that the uh, Pentagon uh, has plans to um, basically uh, streamline their UFO uh, reporting and uh, analysis by creating a new uh, branch, basically, that oversees all of it. Uh, um, and it was... Uh, I, when I saw this, I thought, well, I mean, in my mind, it could be a good thing because, you know, it looks like they're serious about this. And not only that, but, you know, it, it just looks like an, another way that the that the government's going to, uh, uh, you know, relate, uh, talk about this issue with the with the public about it, with the news media. You know, this is like a public relations type of move. But basically, they're uh they're they're changing the way they do things this new group which was going to be called it's going to be called the airborne object identification and management synchronization group uh, according to an article here from cnn says it will standardize the process for reporting uap incidents as well as identifying and reducing gaps in operational and intelligence detective detection capabilities collecting and analyzing operation intelligence and counterintelligence data recommending policy regulatory or statutory changes as appropriate Identifying approaches to prevent or mitigate any risks posed by airborne objects of interest and other activities as deemed necessary by the director. Uh, it will. This group is going to take over the Navy's uh, UAP task force, um, and they're going to work. Uh, apparently, the Defense Department's uh, uh, espousing that they're going to work better to get a grasp on what's behind the UFO sightings. And this is a different thing than what Congress is trying to do right now. Congress, meanwhile, was in the process of... Uh, passing uh legislation uh, they're looking at legislation that's uh, basically bipartisan legislation from senator uh kirsten gillibrand from new york uh that will uh, according to uh ufo documentary filmmaker jeremy corbell uh you know it's going to be a great thing he believes because uh it's you know the the basic bottom line of, of this is to find out what the what the intent is and where the uh, of these things and where they're coming from and um, and basically in, in an article that was, uh, from Fox 11, um, uh, in Los Angeles recently, uh, there, uh, it, he states, uh, that this legislation proposes, uh, something that's called an anomaly surveillance and resolution office. Uh, and the goal with the goal is to look at the origin and intent and intent of, of UFOs, uh, and he said, also says, according to this article, how would you know who's behind them if you don't try to find out? Um, however, uh, just not long, just a few days ago, uh, in, in an interview with, uh, TMZ, um, Corbell is not happy. Uh, he's he, with, with what the Pentagon's doing. He, he, he sees this as some way to, uh, uh, maintain secrecy and, uh, 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 with regard to the military and UFOs. And in his interview, <clears throat> he said him and uh, George Knapp, who was a, a, a reporter from Arizona who also investigates UFOs, and uh, he says that we warned you about this, that there would be pushback from the Department of Defense any other day in history. This, announcement's, uh, this announcement appears encouraging, but really what this announcement is is a weaponized attempt to undercut the congressional support for the UFO or UAP legislation and the amendment that was just put forward from the National Defense Authorization Act. This is a power grab by the Pentagon, and it was a sneak attack. Uh, and he goes on to say that this was not what we have been fighting for. Uh, he said uh, what they're fighting for is things like the legislation uh, proposed by Senator Gillibrand. Uh, 
basically you have the Pentagon trying to take control of the UAP narrative again, and I don't see this as a good thing. Uh, at the same time, though, he says that you can't. He doesn't see this. He doesn't see the where we are at right now. He doesn't see anyone being able to uh, put the genie back inside inside the bottle. And he goes on to say, if there is a fight going down, the American people are going to win because representative government has to represent us as citizens. Well, I I don't know what the Pentagon is up to. From 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 my viewpoint, when I first looked at this, I I thought maybe it was just uh, some sort of. Uh, you know, public relations maneuver. Okay, they're they're going to be a little bit more all all part playing in part with this ongoing disclosure that we're seemingly living through right now. Uh, he sees it as something else, as something to to make this uh, legislation that Congress is talking about. You know, moot. Uh, I, I I don't I don't see that, but but he does, and you know, he's he's been talking to a lot more important more important people than you know than I have. So that's what he sees, and uh, is that what's happening? I sure hope not. I sure hope that the uh, Pentagon's not trying to, you know, uh, bury the uh, UFO situation again, put it, uh, you know, make it all secretive again. I mean, it is still secretive. It's always been secretive, but uh, do they want to try to push it back down into the ground again uh, to where it was for decades upon decades until recent years when we finally started getting uh, some confirmation about these things that they really are there and they have been there and they've been there for a while and they don't know what they are. Uh, so are they going to just keep it secret again? Is that what this is about? I don't know. It's hard to see through all the bureaucracy of this whole thing. Uh, it's very hard to see. It's hard to know what people are thinking behind the scenes in, in, in the Pentagon. Um, I really hope that uh, it's not just some effort to try to uh, get things, to, uh, to keep things secretive and away from Congress. Or, or, or is, that, if that, is that what they're trying to do? Is that what Corbell's concerned about? Apparently, uh, keep things away from Congress. That means you're keeping things away from the people because if, you know... Uh, and I don't, I don't like that. I don't think anybody would like that. I, I foresee that, you know, that this thing is going to be disclosed at some point here in the near future. Uh, I would imagine. I think it's, uh, it's inevitable because I mean we're just at a point now where, where technology, uh, cell phones, you know, people are. We're just getting to a point now where it's just going to become uh, ridiculous to try to deny the existence of these beings on this planet. I mean, we're just going to have too much. Uh, credible information from credible sources and and we st we have it right now it's already a known fact i mean there's just many people out there that have experienced these experienced the, these things and we now have people in congress that are taking this seriously and we have people like louise elizondo stepping forward and and uh and telling us that this is a big di big deal in the, within the government and he's he was part of the government and he he was in charge of uh the uh atip so <laughs> like, like Corbell says, the genie is out of the bottle. So if this is some sort of runaround by the Pentagon to try to uh, bottle this thing back up again to where it used to be, I don't think it's going to work. But then again, you know, maybe Corbell's wrong. I I don't know. Uh, I I just hope I hope he's wrong. Uh, but again, like he says, you can't put the genie back in the bottle anyhow. Um. But again, all the bureaucracy gets in the way of what are they doing. Like let's let's speak to each other in 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 terms that uh, the American people can understand. Not like okay, we're gonna we're starting you know, uh, what, what do they call it? Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. And you read you read the documentation, and you know it's just so so robotic, so 
not human. I mean, it's not like they're telling a human being. They're not trying to tell a human being what they're what they're really doing here. But to me, what I what I saw when I looked at it is like, okay, they're creating a new group with all the reporting and, and investigation of this stuff and analysis of it's going to happen under the umbrella of a singular group. I mean, maybe they're trying to make things streamlined. That's what it looked like. So it looked like a good thing from from an outsider like me. Corbell, he sees a different way. Uh, he, he sees it as some sort of way that they're going to obstruct uh, you know, information getting out to the public. That could be. I sure, I sure to hell hope not. But uh, I guess we're going to find out uh, as time goes on. Okay, we're going to take a quick short break and we, we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, there is a way, I believe, that uh, we could really make a big difference as citizens with regard to this whole UFO problem. You'd have to get a lot of people on board with this idea, but I think it, uh, it it's a sound idea, and it's something that I think would work. I believe that uh, you know these craft are regularly, regularly spotted in body near bodies of water coming in going into bodies of water and coming out of you know particularly the ocean but i also believe that you know the uh, that they it's not just the ocean that they're they're interested in they you know there, there's been people that have seen these uh, objects floating over you know ponds lakes you know sucking up water you know sometimes some people have seen them coming out of like they're inside of a lake or 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 a, or a large body of water and then come flying out uh, I met a guy back in the late 90s. He was an older gentleman, and uh, he said that he, in, ni- in the late 1960s, he was a security guy, and he was uh, watching this, this area here in Pennsylvania. Uh, he was in charge of uh, security at this these old stripping mines uh, where people used to, where, where there used to be a coal mining operations, but now they were... <clears throat> They were just big giant pits filled with water, and it was in the middle of the winter. And uh, he was walk with his dog walking around this property, like he had, he, uh, the the railroad that owned the property was interested in keeping people away from the railroad tracks and and, and any kind of equipment that they might have had over there. And he, and it was also near these old stripping pits, and they owned that property too, that was now filled with water and abandoned, basically, and deep water. And in fact, some people went swimming in these things over the years, and some people drowned and very sad however he saw the one time he was over there in the middle of winter and he said that one of these stripping pits was that was filled with water uh it was frozen and all of a sudden he heard a noise and he looked over and he said he saw a flying saucer coming right out of this pit and then just flying away and he said there was absolutely no sound um in 1994 when i was on a fishing trip um in uh, with a, with a buddy uh basically it was at a private it was in a private community called beach mountain lakes that's uh, located near hazelton pennsylvania and uh 
where he got permission to go fishing at this he went at this place he wanted to go not at the lake he didn't want to go fishing but there was a pond that was off the lake and so we were fishing there night fishing we didn't show up there like around six o'clock i've talked about this before but anyway uh flying a ufo shows up out of the uh, you know out of nowhere uh, and starts approaching you know the pond where we're fishing and we're both looking at this thing and you know gets gets within you know <laughs> not that very close to us you know within 10 feet in front of us then stops and then goes back in a different direction and this this thing the whole time it's only it's only like two and a half stories off the ground uh but it was like it was almost as though it apparently saw us there and then decided okay uh, let's get out of here uh what was it doing there uh why was it there was it about to go to that pond where you know basically in the middle of nowhere in the woods was it about to go there and take on water you know these things i'm assuming need water right and that's just those cases that i just talked about that's just a spit in the bucket there's there's all kinds of cases like that out there where these things are spotted hovering over water coming out of water bodies flying away silently going into water there's if you read the ufo books out there you'll 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 find that there's a lot of this going on so these things need water for whatever reason or hide in it or do something with it i'm sure they need to drink water uh if they take on water from a pond i'm sure they you know, for as a for instance, I'm sure they have some sort of uh, advanced filtration systems that could uh, uh, clear it, clean it all up, and uh, uh, you know, and they could serve it to themselves. You know, because every living thing, like well, every sentient being, needs water, whether you're a dog or a human or a cat or whatever. And I'm assuming these things need water too. So, if we really wanted to figure something out, and if we really wanted to get some proof, you know. Uh, undeniable proof what if we've set up like people everywhere across this country across the world find every kind of little body of water out there that's isolated <clears throat> lakes ponds wherever set up deer camps set up deer camps all at the same time i know it sounds very well <laughs> it would be it would be a tough thing to do but i mean if everybody was doing it and uh, it'd be a way to to, see, to find out because sooner or later, some of these places, most of them you probably wouldn't see, ever see anything. But there would be a small percentage where you probably get some evidence of these things going near the water, going in the water, sucking up the water, doing whatever near the water. But we might get, we might start getting somewhere by doing that, setting up little cameras, deer cams, whatever kind of camera you could do that uh, you know could be hidden, you know, tied to a tree, what whatnot. And uh, wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be interesting? You know, we all get on this, like a lot of people get decide to get on the same page with this and say, yeah, you know what? I know where there's a place. Nobody ever goes there. It's all by itself. I'm going to go and just secretly put a deer cam pointed at that place, pointed at that pond, pointed at that old stripping pit that's filled with water that nobody, nobody goes, goes near anymore. Or that lake that that's, you know, out of the way, you know, eventually you'd start getting some stuff stuff would start you'd start getting some imagery from from people from the citizens and you would see that these things are certainly out there and they're what it, and you would have some pretty decent evidence you'd have i mean depending how you know close you get these cameras to the thing to these bodies of water you would uh you know you could potentially have some really enlightening video that would be very very interesting just a thought crazy thought i'm sure for a lot of people out there well you can't do that well i'm just throwing it out there as a as a hey if 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 you're so inclined you know 
I might do it myself. Grab a few deer deer cams, figure out some places, you know, and just you know, as long as it's not private property, you know, or you know, it's just like some public lands. Uh, and pub uh, private property owners out there, uh, if you have pro- if you have uh, if you own property that has you know ponds and and lakes or you have access to them, maybe why not throw a little deer cam at the lake instead of pointing it in the woods, point it at lakes and ponds and bodies of water and see what happens. See if see if at some point eventually you capture something that you didn't expect. You know, be interesting to see what would happen anyhow. Okay, uh, was checking out this article here from uh, WUSA 9, uh, CBS online here, a recent article about Jeff Bezos uh, when he attended uh, a recent Washington National Cathedral public forum and spoke there about space, on the future of space. And uh, I will leave a link for this article. But anyway, it says, uh, you can call Jeff Bezos a lot of things. Billionaire, entrepreneur, Amazon founder. But he might prefer the title Barnstormer. They were pilots of the Roaring Twenties who offered anyone with the courage a chance to soar. Barnstormers of the past would take their biplanes, land in farmers' fields, and take people up for a few minutes so they could experience flight, Bezos said. A hundred years later, a new Roaring Twenties is witness to another type of aviation pioneer. As founder of Blue Origin, it's now Bezos who offers the chance to soar, not to the clouds, but to space. Uh, and he goes on to say, uh, the planet looks so big from the ground, but up there where what you see is the immense blackness of space. And you look down and there's this jewel that's just vibrant with life and it's so precious. Uh, Bezos said every single passenger has returned to Earth with a profound new perspective on our planet. Actor William Shatner is among them. The moment Star Trek's Captain Kirk stepped from the capsule, Bezos was there to greet him. He was so emotional. There were tears streaming down his face, and it was transformational for him, Bezos said, witnessing Shatner's reaction. It was one of the most moving experiences of his own life. So, you know, the article goes on to talk about how uh, Bezos was a big fan of Star Trek and he grew up watching it. And it was a you know, great you know, honor, basically, to to give William Shatner, you know, 90 year old William Shatner, uh, the opportunity to fly into space. You know, it's that's a, it was a great thing, actually. However, I, I got to say this now, Bezos, at the same time, does not believe in uh, that we're being visited. He does. uh admit this he says uh when he's asked about uh, what are the uh, odds of that there's an, um, other intelligent life uh, on other planets he says how could there not be there are so many stars just in this galaxy and then so many galaxies the odds that we are the only intelligent life in the universe seem vanishingly small to me but when he's asked if we have been visited by extraterrestrial beings he says i very much doubt that i think we would know if we had been are they out there? Probably. I I love this one. I think we would know if we had been. I think we do know, Jeff. You're a billionaire, man. You're you know smart guy. I mean, you made this big giant business. You have a bunch of people working for you, and uh, you know it's uh, you know you're just like one of the richest men in the world, and you don't you don't know. You 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 don't think so? You don't think we're being visited? Have you been paying attention to the news the last couple of years? Seriously, I mean, have you not seen the uh, 
comments made by people like Lu- Luis Elizondo? I mean, and 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 have you didn't you notice that the Pentagon admitted, yeah, there's stuff out there we don't know what it is. You know, you have uh, people in Congress talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, looking into this better. You know, co- passing legislation that will set up an office where you know they could study this and analyze it. You know, haven't been paying attention to any of these things. I mean, you're you're going into space yourself. You think you would have some sort of an interest in uh, what might be coming from outer space right now and for years have you not read any of those books out there the 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 well-researched books by written by numerous different people over the decades uh that that you know have you ever heard of betty and barney hill you know what about travis walton do you ever you know you think they're all all these people are lying making it up i mean I, I I would think that someone of your stature though would 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 know better than make such a really uneducated comment, or maybe maybe it's just this maybe you know you, you know you can only go into space like you know you and your billionaire buddies are only allowed to go into space you know on the proviso that you sign some paper saying you'll never talk about the possibility that there's aliens coming here. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I mean, maybe that maybe you're required by the Pentagon, someone in the Pentagon sometime back. If you're going to start your own little space program, hey, just keep in mind, it's all, off limits is to talk about extraterrestrials coming to this planet. All right. You got it, Jeff. Everything else is OK. But just don't cross that bridge. Possible. Why not? Uh, who knows? I don't. I don't know, but I, again, I'm just a little surprised at uh, how um, someone like Jeff Bezos could make that comment. Uh, obviously, especially when you talk about the last few years here with the Pentagon admitting that there's objects out there we do not know where they come from. Uh, I could assure you they're not coming from China or, or Russia, and other people out there are, have made those assurances too, including Luis Elizondo, who used to work at the Pentagon. Uh, who's made it clear that these things are not Russian or Chinese because they've been, these things have been around for decades. It's, you know, this is these, these kind of things have been being talked about for, for decades have been cited by pilots and, and pilots have engaged them, you know, in the fifties, sixties, you think that uh, China and Russia had anti-gravity uh, technology in operation back then, because if you do think that, then, then how come they didn't destroy us back then with uh, their, uh, incredible technological advance uh, advancements that uh, that they would have would have had over us. Uh, it just doesn't make any kind of sense, you know. Because you know, back they, those countries hate our guts. They hate the United States. They hate them. They hate us. And for the most part, we don't like them either. We don't like the dictatorships and communism and all that kind of stuff. I mean, some people, I think, actually do like dictatorships here these days. But for the most part, most Americans love freedom and democracy and voting. Others don't. Others don't. Anyway, it's just a thought. Hey, Jeff, again, you know, wake up, man. Wake up. You you should know better, man. You should know better. Yeah, you really should. 